0: Hello, and welcome to the Bulletproof Market, everybody. No BS marketing advice for marketers by marketers. Today, we have an awesome, awesome show. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that are late breaking. So we're going to be talking about Twitter changing to X in our trend spotting section. Does it matter? Does it not matter? What's up? Also, what's going on with threads is this the rise of threads in the fall of Twitter? We're going to talk about that in the first section. Then we're going to move right on to a, our big topic for the day, which is, is organically generation dead? I'll tell you what my inside track is on that and how you can circumvent the issues that you have with lead generation. Then we're going to go on to BPM versus Stockholm syndrome, which we're talking about reporting and how sometimes it can look a little bit different from day to day and why you don't need to be worrying about that. And then finally, I'm gonna give you my silver bullet, which is going to be the one thing that you can put into action immediately to build more success within your company. So folks, I'm so excited to be talking to you. Uh, Christopher Tompkins here, I'm the CEO of the Go Agency, digital marketing um, agency. Uh, We do national uh, campaigns throughout the United States. Um, I'm here to lead the charge against terrible marketing advice. So uh, everything here is my opinion. So I'm going to share all of the things that I have learned from my day-to-day operations within running the agency and working on client campaigns, as well as keeping my ear to the rail, which I do all the time, so I can find out what's real and what's not so real. In the world of fake news, I don't want to be the fake news. I want to be the truth teller for you. So um, if you've never listened to our show before, there are lots of episodes that you can listen to. Um, In the past, we do, we come up with a weekly show and sometimes we have little quickies that we put in in between episodes. So you can definitely check those out. If you want to become a part of the inner circle of the Uh, So uh, the uh, Bulletproof Marketer, I really do urge you to go to our website, which is uh, gosalesandmarketing.com. There you'll be able to sign up via our pop-up to the Bulletproof Marketer inner circle list. That is our daily email newsletter where we, our team of uh, strategic experts will comb the internet to find the best and the latest news and tips and tricks that you can take a look at and apply to your business immediately. So don't sign up for a whole bunch of different ones. Just sign up for one. That's all you need to do. And there you go. So folks, I hope you do enjoy that and do sign up. Lots of freebies there for you. Now let's kind of get into the show today. We're going to be talking about um, our, the first segment is our BPM trend spotter. So This is where we cover the most interesting news and trends that we've developed that have developed over the past week, and I'm going to give you my spin on them. So I've been watching our newsletter, which I just mentioned a few minutes ago, for the past week, and there have been some stories I wanted to kind of just highlight. So the first one is Twitter changing its name to X. Okay, this is pretty late. This is pretty late breaking one at the time of the recording. It was just happened um, the other day now this was something that was on the cards for a while back uh back when um different people were uh, different business experts were talking to um elon when he took it over this was kind of always his vibe was going to that he was going to change the um, name from twitter to x and he is absolutely obsessed with killing the twitter name and getting rid of the birds and i'll talk to you about that in a second. So what does this really mean, right? What does, what is he trying to do? What is, what does this move mean? Well, I could talk about the branding and the rebranding process and maybe where he failed and where maybe he came up a little bit short, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about what the future is of this platform. Because as a marketer, I want to see what's happening ahead of me, not what's in my rear view mirror, right? We want to see all of the things that we can do to kind of prepare ourselves for the future rather than kind of just looking at what's happening right now and complaining about it. I'm not a big on that. I'm a forward thinker. I'm not a person that just sits around and complains about the state of affairs. I'm make some changes, you know, get ready, prepare yourself. And then you can ride the wave instead of crashing underneath it. It's all the uh, pessimists will do <laughs> be optimistic, see what's in the future. So let me talk a little bit more about um, Musk's obsession with transforming the platform he wants it to be a merger of a moneyless marketplace plus a public square plus a video content factory. Um, so basically, he wants to turn Twitter into, uh, well, now X into an everything app. Now, if I was to rub a lamp and make <laughs> and there was and there was an everything app for anything in digital in, in the digital world. I kind of would like to see that, you know, it's nice. I like that idea. It's a nice idea. I think it's an adorable idea. How about that? I I don't, I don't think that it is. it's, It's going to have the impact that he believes it's going to be. It's not going to be a behemoth. Um, it, because everyone likes options now from a marketing perspective, I mean, the more options that are out there, the more things you have to learn, the more things you have to keep up with. So from my, my own selfish perspective, wow, it sounds great. Right. You know, I only have to learn one platform and we can really optimize it and, you know, really dig in deep rather than having to do, to spread that, uh, time and knowledge searching amongst all of these different platforms as they pop up and go away and transform and emerged, et cetera. So so, yeah, you know, there you go. So, so, he's thinking essentially that it's going to be Twitter plus Substack plus YouTube plus PayPal plus Amazon plus Tic Tac plus WeChat plus Baidu, like basically all rolled into a marketing universe with one letter. Okay. Again. I, I think it's adorable. I think that's kind of uh, gonna be a tough uh, tough undertaking for him. Uh, mostly because from my perspective, since he's taken over Twitter, there's been a lot of talk about all of these big changes and not a lot of movement. And I think that that's where his criticism's coming from. Of course, there's the the hiring and the renaming and all this kind of thing that that's kind of um, popping around. And again, these are things that do help affect change but I, I don't really see a lot of developments happening at all. So um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting was that, um, uh, was it Walter Isaacson, I think, wrote a recent article. I'm trying to remember who wrote that. Um, I can't, I'll have to tell you and put it in the show notes. But, um, but regardless, I think it was Walter Isaacson who's written some fantastic autobiographies. Um, he did uh, the Steve Job one, which is kind of... Uh, one of the pinnacles of his, of his, um, uh, writing career. Cause it's, it's, it's really well-respected it's a fantastic book. If you can get through it, um, because you can use it as a doorstop. It's so freaking big, but anyway, um, he said he, he wrote in an article that, um, when Elon came into Twitter headquarters, he hated the bird, right? We already talked about the, he hates the bird. Uh, so he hated the bird. And then in Twitter headquarters, you walk around in the conference rooms have names like aviary, bluebird, um, canary, mallard. And then uh, Musk said when he looked around the offices, there's too many birds in here. And so on the first day of the X rebranding, all of the bird themed conference rooms had already been renamed to exposure, salt, and sky. And <laughs> it's just so funny. It's just funny, I, I mean, I understand um, wanting to rebrand something. I do feel like there was a lot of nostalgia around the Twitter branding. And I, I i mean, I always quite liked it, but I understand he's trying to make make some moves, whatever. So what does this mean for, for all of you out there that are marketing using Twitter and now X, and now we have to start saying X instead of Twitter, and what are the implications there? Just watch closely. You know, watch closely, see how everything evolves. Um, he's making some, uh, he's making some big rebranding, uh, moves. So we'll see if he has the power to make changes on the platform to make it into this, this big, huge behemoth that he is, uh, hoping to do another one. Um, the, another big story that came out this week was the, um, the rise of threads and the fall of Twitter, um, because Threads, obviously, Threads has been out now for a, a, a short period of time, a few weeks, um, and it's it, it's a lot of people were saying, "Oh my gosh, it's over! It's over already." Okay, this happens every single time something new comes out. By the way, um, except for TikTok, um, but Threads is another one of those platforms where people are not exactly sure why I'm using it just yet. Um, there, obviously, it is looks like a direct Twitter alternative, right? It has lots of, uh, there's lots of different benefits and things that, the features that you can use on um, Instagram, I'm sorry, on threads that aren't available on Instagram or Twitter. So it's kind of, there's some interesting features, but um, it's been the, um, it's, okay, where were we looking at? There was a, there was a, I'm gonna sort of pull up this, this um, data AI did this really quick um, okay, it was the fastest apps to reach 150 million global downloads. So um, if we're looking at a lot of a lot of different, okay, so we're looking at per, like pretty much from zero to fifty to 100 to 150 to 200 days. Well, we're in early days with threads, um, and they're only at around six million downloads so far. Now I do feel like it's early days. I do feel like it's going to grow. Because there's tons of other ones that are that have come out that have grown um, a little bit faster than Threads has. I do feel like it's because Threads isn't very clear on how we should be using it the best and um, in, in the best way. So, what I think is that it's going to continually grow, and you need to pay attention to Threads. Here's the thing: if Threads stays around, will it stay around as Threads? Will it be will it be kind of absorbed by Facebook? Will it be absorbed by Instagram? Nobody knows but the one thing i do know is that you cannot remove threads unless you remove your instagram account so you're kind of stuck with threads in a way so just one kind of heads up right now and i'm saying right now when you're listening to this the uh, the the um the restrictions may have been lifted or changed but currently, if you if you want to get rid of threads, now you have to delete your Instagram account, which is not one of the best features. Um, it's a kind of a trapping feature in a way. But that's kind of how Meta has been with Instagram as well, um, and its involvement and kind of connectivity to um, the Facebook platform. So we shall see how this rolls out. I, I think at the at the end of day the day with X and threads, you got to keep up to date with the latest news. Trends and reports, and always be very careful when we're talking about the decline of something that's been out for under ten days. That's just people trying to grab headlines. I hate to say that. Sorry, I don't want to give away any PR secrets here, but that's just headline grabbing. Here's the thing: all these, all of these, um, all of these different platforms and apps that come up, they have like a growth spurt and then they slow down, and they get higher and they get lower, and then they're either acquired based on their value or they keep going, you know? So, so just, uh, just, just kind of keep your ear to the rail. Like I said, like I do obviously read the Bulletproof marketer every single day, Monday through Friday, and your email blast sign up through gosalesandmarketing.com the website, get your free, um, free entry to that and keep up to date. My team has been instructed to follow this story very closely. So you're going to be getting all up to date news on a regular basis. Also, we're, we're really following the whole AI chat GPT thing very closely. So please make sure that you take a look at those articles as well. There's some, there's some pretty insightful information there that would be useful for you. All right, folks, after the break, we are going to be talking about organic lead generation. uh Oh, is it dead? I'll tell you after the break on the Bulletproof Marketer. Get creative and get healthy. Avoid sugar and Add tasty fizz to anything. Hey, folks, if you know me, I am always, uh, don't go anywhere without uh, a little tumbler full of carbonated water. I love my sparkling water. And I've been using the SodaMaker brands for a while and, uh, you know, very happily. But then I found a game changer and that game changer is Drinkmate. Drinkmate can directly sparkle any cold drink. Their specially engineered system lets you carbonate almost anything. Now you can easily add tasty sparkle to water, to juice, to iced tea, cocktails, wine, and more. Honest to gosh, I had a gathering at my house. We ran out of champagne. I had some Chardonnay, got some Chardonnay, put it in the drinkmate, and made it into a sparkly Prosecco. There's fantastic ways. and Really, there isn't any limit to the combinations that you can try. With Drinkmate, you can be creative and explore new sparkling drinks that weren't even possible to make before. And guess what? You control what goes in them. So avoid that excessive sugar and harmful chemicals and make it healthy for you, your family, and your loved ones. Get started today by visiting www.idrinkproducts.com. Again, that's www. I, the letter i drinkproducts.com and learn more about how you can change your life with DrinkMate. And we are back. All right folks, so we've we're moving on from uh the wonderful world of Elon and Zuckerberg uh and moving into the organic world again at large. So, you know, um, there's been lots, uh, obviously, currently in the United States, at least where a lot of people are fearing an upcoming recession in the fall of 2023, never know how that's going to work. So a lot of people were being um, very judicious with their budgets. And, you know, the one thing that everybody is interested in is leads, lead generation. How do I do lead generation? How can I get more leads? How can I do this? How can I get people signed up to my email list? How can I get more traffic to my website? And a lot of people are saying, you know, I would love to be able to pay for, um, pay for a retainer-based service. Like, for example, for a company like mine, like a digital marketing company, just going into a company like our, an agency like ours and saying, okay, well, I want you to start building some leads organically. Now, they also want how many guarantees, how many guaranteed leads am I going to get with this organic strategy that you're putting forth and how fast can I expect them? Now, what we're talking about is organic lead generation dead. Organic lead generation is absolutely not dead, but the expectations around organic lead generation are absolutely out of control. Okay, so let me tell you why these are a little out of control. A lot of people that have been using advertising over the years to acquire um, customers, acquire email subscribers, to do any of those types of things, you know. They could put some advertising behind it. They can figure out what their target audience is, grab their IP address, do all these different things that can really make low-cost, high-yield ads where the cost of customer acquisition could be quite minimal in some cases. You know, if you really get if you really fine-tune an ad for long enough in the past you would be able to create a big score and you have your lead generation machine and your funnel built. So it works, right? And then you just have to tweak it once in a while. Well, um, a few years back when uh, there was a lot of changes into how we gather information and privacy and security, especially around social media platforms, one of the things that was restricted immediately was the access to the information that makes the ad strong. So, what happened? The ads became more expensive. They became less effective. And they became kind of a little bit of a burden because people that were just, hey, I'm just going to get these leads pouring through through my door and looking. I opened my inbox and I got some leads. I got some new signups. I'm good to go. My funnel's working. Well, a lot of people were seeing that their funnel is not working. And if you don't have a funnel, it doesn't matter. You know, an ad to a landing page on your website, you can consider a funnel, right? So, or or a tiny funnel. So, if that is the case, then what is the why? Uh, so, we're so everyone's saying, okay, yeah, you know, this was a lot of money. I don't know if I want to be spending this much anymore. Um, I need to look for organic. I want to do organic lead generation. Organic lead generation can be done through SEO, right? But what is usually asked and is usually is usually desired is fenced lead generation. SEO is not fastly generation. One of the things I want to be very clear about is we do offer SEO at the Go agency. And I never say that you're going to be on the first page of Google within 30 days because that's not how it works. It's going to take three to four months to build up all of the power on your website and the links and the traffic to get you to the point where you can start realizing that goal. How do you get there faster? You can do Google display ads, social media ads, just Google network display ads, whatever you want. And but the problem is those ads aren't as effective as they used to be. So, a lot of people are saying, "Okay, well, great. Um, well, you know, LinkedIn's a really great platform, and we do offer an organic LinkedIn lead generation service." The thing with that is that that is a, that takes time, right? Because when you hear the word organic, do not hear the word free. Okay. Organic and free are two separate concepts because in order to do organic marketing effectively, you have to be interested in relationship building. Okay, please rewind that last 30 seconds and listen to it again. You need to be interested in relationship building and audience building. So in order to do that, you have to produce content that is engaging, you have to increase your visibility and you have to look, you know, I don't want to say necessarily like the biggest thought leader or influencer, but you have to be visible enough to be considered a contender. So that when you start going out and doing that lead generation through, for example, LinkedIn, people can look at your profile and say like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, that's the real person. Wow. Wow. Look at this article. Wow. Wow. They're really, wow. They really do know what they're talking about. And that social proof right there will bolster your ability to convert on the organic outreach on LinkedIn. So right there, what do you have to do? You have to hire somebody to do that. Someone has to write it. Someone has to know how to do the outreach. Someone has to know, this is not free, okay? What it is, is it's organic because we're not using advertising to get those results. So what we're doing is we're utilizing the different elements of the platform in order to get the results that advertising would provide. But we're doing it in a more human way, in a more specific way. So organic works best when you're matching a hyper-relevant message to a hyper-relevant audience. Organic doesn't work when you won't get off your lazy ass and write different messages for different audiences. And you're just like, hey, everybody wants this. Okay, are you a CEO? Oh, I, every CEO could use this. Okay, great. Great. What, how would a CEO in this niche look at this? What would their concerns be? What are their issues? What problems does that solve? This is where organic works best. Now, of course, this is the same thing that you'd be using for advertising, right? Because you'd want to have a specific message that you would put a budget against to a specific audience that you would choose and you would develop. The only issue is that the audience is a little bit more broad, on advertising now based on the restrictions around privacy. So it's not like it was four or five years ago where you could really pinpoint someone down to the wire. It's close, but it's not exact. So that's why, for example, like even Google has these these types of uh, security inputs as well. Because you'll see like, oh, hey, why are we getting some people that are calling from, uh, you know, on my Google ad that I'm clicking, I'm getting people calling from a different state and I'm a local business. What the heck's that about? Well, we have to go in and figure out what that one little thing is that was changed that we need to kind of reset. So it's a constantly moving needle with advertising. With organic, it is a, it, it's building. It's like a snowball effect. You get that snowball and you keep building it and building it and building it. And then you have like this big, huge boulder of, a uh, of, of snow that will start making some impact. So is organically generation dead? Ah, uh, absolutely not. It's alive and well, it's never gone away. The, the diff, the thing, the thing that is dead is people understanding that organic does not equal free. People used to think that, oh, okay, you know, organic is not, is not a, a... obviously when I'm saying it's not free, I don't mean that for, in order for organic to really work, you have to have money behind it. It's because you have to put effort behind it. And the effort sometimes is not as easy as writing one ad and running it for a full year and never looking at it, right? (laughs) Now, when you look at those ad spends and they're kind of almost double to triple what they were before you have to start employing some different tactics. So I do feel that um, advertising is not dead and neither is organic. I think organic and paid lead generation is not dead, but we need to understand that there are, there's more work required than there was prior. So it's not that, oh yeah, there's um, 16 million people on LinkedIn, so I should be able to get like 100 leads a month easy. I, that is not the way we're thinking, right? We're thinking about how many people are in your niche in this hyper-relevant audience that we can hit with a hyper-relevant message, and that's almost how you can bridge the organic to paid strategy. So I know I gave you a lot of different thoughts there. Um, just kind of ruminate on them, marinate on that kind of that kind of information. I just don't want anyone to think that if um, oh. Oh, you do organically generation immediately. Boom. It's free. That's not the case. <laughs> there's a lot of effort. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that need to go into that. So it's not just like, Hey, I'm going to send off a thousand emails and hopefully I'll get to like two or three people responding. It's not that there's restrictions. There's privacy. There's lots of things that go into the organic strategy. So I think both of them are valuable. But both of them are not set it and forget it. So we can't do that anymore. We have to be on top of all of our lead generation, whether it's organic or paid or whatever, or or an amalgam of the two, which I think is the most powerful. And also, I think that um, just to kind of say one one more thing really quickly, I will save this for... actually. No, I'm going to save this for the silver bullet. Let's go for a break, actually. Um, Let's take a break. And after the break, we're going to talk about reporting in the section BPM versus Stockholm Syndrome on the Bulletproof Marketer. See you in a minute. Hey friends, at the Go Agency, my creative team is always on the lookout for the latest trends and best practices when it comes to marketing. Of course, as a total marketing nerd, I love this and can't wait to see what they find and share every day. It's something we do every morning. It's 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 just like such a team bonding thing and we we absolutely love diving into it. And every day our team combs through the latest digital marketing news and newsletters and blogs and everything that's available to us to find the best stories to share internally with our team. Every topic from chat GPT to social media to email marketing and SEO, we cover it all. But I don't believe in keeping good information all to myself. So we share this daily process with all of you via our Bulletproof Marketer newsletter. Our daily newsletter is packed with tips, trends, and best practices that will help you stay in the loop without having to read through tons of newsletters, blogs, and websites. You're busy. Give me a break. You don't want to do this. This is like the silver bullet. One-stop shop. Got everything you need. So... Totally free, no obligations, people. I'm not going to try to sell you everything constantly. This is just really great digital marketing tips that will help you level up your business. So sign up today for our daily email at gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof-marketer. Again, that's gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof-marketer. And if you like it, share the wealth with your peers, colleagues, and friends. Again, if you can't get there, go to gosalesandmarketing.com and a pop-up will take you where you need to go. Appreciate your support as always, friends. Enjoy. Okay, we're back. Okay, marketers, you know something? You aren't crazy. You just think you are, right? What I'm talking about is marketer's Stockholm syndrome. When we get so far into our heads that we can't see reality, much less what is five feet in front of us. So this is where if I could just help one marketer from not going what am I doing wrong and feel empowered? This is, then we have a benefit, right? So in this section today, um, I really wanted to talk about reporting. So much like a good old EM, Elon Musk, uh, earlier on, he wants to create this big behemoth that has everything. It has everything into one platform. Whoa, this is beautiful. Everything that you could possibly want. If any marketing manager is listening to me right now, wouldn't you love that for a digital marketing report? Oh my gosh. Every, like pulling all of the data, all of the different platform data, all of the ad data, maybe some of your website data, maybe some of this and some of that. Yep. Doesn't happen and it doesn't exist. So what you have to do is you have to create your own way. Even if you're doing like Hootsuite reporting, like from a platform like Hootsuite or Sprout Social, and this is obviously leaning more into like maybe social media things. There are still platforms that are not fully, fully represented. If you have a LinkedIn report, your LinkedIn report on Hootsuite is going to be ridiculous. It's going to give you absolutely nothing that you really need. But the information is available on LinkedIn. Just LinkedIn doesn't want to agree to have Hootsuite pull that data into reporting. So what do you got to do? You got to go pull it by hand or you have to put it into, you have to get some sort of zap Um Connected to LinkedIn to a spreadsheet to, I mean, it's 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 kind of painful, right? So what that is, what that means is that because there's not one main reporting system, that means things are going to change on in different sites at different times. Different metrics will suddenly change. So for example, you're looking at your report and you're like, okay, excellent. Okay, my audience grew by this much. And then, okay, this is fantastic. I got more followers. And then you haven't gotten any followers for a couple of weeks, but you see that you've gotten some followers on say, for example, Twitter, but it's just not reflecting in your report. There could be an API change that is um, basically connecting Twitter to your reporting software, whatever it is, that's not giving you the real feature. Another feature that's really, really big on this one folks is the advertising. Sometimes there's lags in the advertising. Um, so if you're looking at kind of like live reporting, It can look much different on the native platform versus your reporting option. So what will happen to many marketers is they will start feeling disheartened. They will start feeling frustrated and they'll start thinking like, oh my God, am I, what am I, am I telling everybody the wrong thing? Here's what I say. With any time that we send out reports, we always do say there's a margin of error. And generally there's like, it could be anywhere between eight and 10% depending on what uh platform that we're dealing with. So, I'm upfront about those variances. Now, those variances should not be meaningful because the the goals that you're ha- that you have with your campaigns that you're running for yourself or your clients or what have you are larger than that. These should be like minimal. So, maybe if, even if it's like a 5%, 2 to 5% change. I think that sounds more more realistic. I think that that's, you know, what you need to be getting across. Also, if a client's saying, well, well, you know, why is my reporting look different for TikTok versus for Instagram? Well, it's because Instagram gives you full access to load it into anything and TikTok doesn't. So you have to do something manual for that. Or if they give you a TikTok report, it doesn't have all the analytics that you need. There's always something lacking. It's not like a one size fits all. Oh, Facebook gives me all of this. So every site's going to give me this. So I can make all of my reports completely linear. Rub a lamp. It ain't happening. ain't happening. It's going to be different for every single different platform. So, if you were if you are a diligent account manager, marketing manager, what have you, at a brand or an agency, you just want to make sure that you are paying attention to these on a daily basis, so you can see the variances, so that you can explain them and find out what what is happening with them. You know, one of the biggest things that happened is when when they made some changes um, with the uh, the the new privacy laws that Apple was started to kind of adhere to um, it ruined the targeting for a lot of ads. So ads lost lots of metrics and the metrics changed. The numbers got completely different. Well, you have to know that that's coming up and you should understand by following, you know, trends and things and newsletters like mine or other newsletters out there so that you can prepare for that because you have to set your clients up for these types of things. Reporting is something that kind of is held under a microscope for many different, um, many different companies. So you want to make sure as the person's generating the report that you have all the information to explain it. But what I want you to know is that there's always your reports are never going to be hundred percent, right? You just need to be okay with them being off a little bit here and there. And that is just where we are right now. So I know a lot of, I've talked to a lot of my peers out there and a lot of people that are um, running multiple marketing um, campaigns and just like oh my god it can't get the reporting right. You know what you're not alone. No one really can. Um so it's just something i want to throw out there there is a margin of error for all metrics in a reporting uh in a report. No matter what site, what platform, nothing is 100% perfect. So just understand that. And things will get better over time and as things change and and you know um systems get a little bit stronger. But right now where we are, it's going to take a little bit extra work just to kind of make sure that you understand it and you make the people that are reading your reports understand it as well. All right, after the break, silver bullet time. Here's the thing. And if you're a savvy enough marketer to be listening to the show, you know it. Today's customers know BS when they hear it. It's more important now than ever that your brand is ready to stand up to public scrutiny. Trust relations, the first fully virtual integrated PR and marketing agency can help you do just that. Their proprietary trust analysis is a unique brand assessment tool designed to safeguard your business against claims of inauthenticity. They're absolute experts in understanding every brand's unique story, and then amplifying it with a full suite of PR, media relations, and integrated marketing services. So if you're ready to rethink PR as you know it, leave the quote unquote spin behind and share your brand's authentic story with the audiences that matter to your bottom line, you absolutely have to work with trust relations. Retainers start at a limited time monthly rate of 5K for a minimum five month contract, which is absolutely a great way for you just to get super engaged with their process. Listeners of this show can redeem an, also an exclusive offer today. Use code TRBPM for a free trust analysis consultation. Just email development at trustrelations.agency and mention code TRBPM for a free trust analysis consultation. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Each week I want to dive into a topic that's a silver bullet or a proven secret technique to reach and attain your marketing goals. So this week's silver bullet, wait for it, it actually ties in to our main topic this week, which is organic and advertising budgets. Everyone listening to my voice, hear this. Social media campaigns require an ad budget, okay? If you are going to, say you're launching a new brand, you're relaunching something, you're maybe launching a new product, and you want a lot of engagement, you want a lot of visibility, you want audience growth, and maybe you want some leads, clicks to the website, email signups, something like that, any of those things. Those are all things that you can pay for. And those are all things that you can pay for at a high level of quality and will help you realize your goals faster. Now, you can get write this amazing post and put it out on on Facebook and think like, "Oh God, I'm announcing my new product, I'm going to get so much engagement, we're going to sell so many things." and then it just it's a dud. Guess what? I don't like to get a dud. I don't like and then how do you explain that well did, okay so what and then this is where the this, this is what we we always have to do right was it posted at the wrong time did it chose the, is it is it right for the right audience did we not put enough hashtags in it did the link not work was the picture wrong was it or instead of doing that if you're putting out an announcement boost that post on facebook for 20 bucks or 50 bucks or something nominal and boost it for engagement so People can see it outside of your audience and your own audience, whatever audience that you choose. But that right there is showing that you've already invested all this time in coming up with this product, this launch campaign, all of these things, and then you're going to leave it up to their algorithm to deliver it. Uh, As a a social media marketer for uh, many years, I don't trust them anymore. Okay, so what I always suggest is what we offer at the Go Agency is um, social media pl- or, or it's organic plus campaigns, which is basically it's organic based um, content that your audience will see, but then it is boosted for a minimal ad budget to a very hyper relevant cultivated audience on the back end of advertising. So then you have the organic piece and you also have the paid piece in one go. See, the thing is that if you're going to be paying a retainer for an agency or you're going to be taking the time of your staff and your bandwidth in-house, imagine how much each one of those posts is going to be costing in terms of time and money. And then just throwing them out on um, uh, like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, and hoping that it's the right time, the right message, the right, the right, the right. uh, uh, No. thing is that it's not always going to work that way for you especially if you don't have a consistent campaign that's running and you're kind of sporadic, you do it when you have time or you're focused on only putting um, events on or you're only pictures of your staff. And then all of a sudden you're trying to get a lot of, a lot of um, attention around something that's a little bit different than your usual content. You need, to, you need to think about advertising on that. Also, like I said before, social media campaigns that are focused on lead generation are advertising campaigns. Okay, so you really, that I mean, of course, you can do organic lead generation on LinkedIn, but when people are thinking lead generation, they're thinking like point and click and convert, point, click, convert, point, click, convert. That's advertising, okay? But if you're doing a social media campaign and you wanna elevate your content for engagement and visibility, you can also employ advertising techniques into that organic campaign to amplify the content. So I'm amplifying it, I'm not trying to get conversions on it. The conversions that I would say are engagements, comments, shares, you know, audience growth. So just think about that. Cause a lot of people, like I said before, organic lead generation, oh, that's free. There's a cost. And then organic social media content. Yeah. You can just put stuff out and you're like, but I'm not getting any engagement. Uh, of course you're not. It, your posts aren't getting seen by anybody. You have to amplify that, or you have to employ a million different tactics of going into Facebook groups and starting this, and then going over here and messaging these people and getting there's a lot of things that you have to do. So, just understand that if you're going to be doing a, in a social media campaign um, and you're kind of coming up with your strategy like three months, six months, a year, whatever, just make sure that you do allow for an advertising budget with it because that way you'll be able to realize all of your goals in a more consistent fashion, rather than like really crossing your fingers and spending a lot of time. And, and I've done this time and time again, or I've seen it happen a a lot as well. Years ago, when the algorithms changed and it went from like, everyone sees everything that likes your page to like, no one sees anything that likes your page. Um, That is, that's a big come down. And that turned off a lot of people to different platforms. I'm telling you, the people that we have that were turned off to the platforms, I turn them right back on with this type of strategy. So try this um, and uh, let me know how it works. If you have any questions, please feel free to tweet me at Crisco Agency or uh, visit us online, gosalesandmarketing.com. Fill out that pop-up and then you'll get the Bulletproof Marketer every single day. After the break, we're just going to do a real quick recap. I'll see you soon. Hey folks, if you really want to be a Bulletproof Marketer, then you need a secret weapon. Lean in, lean in. Come on, a little bit more. Psychology-infused marketing strategy. Boom. And that's what our friends at Cornell Content Marketing specialize in. From human-centric SEO that also makes the Google gods happy to content and copy that break down barriers to buying and form long-lasting bonds with your target audience, Cornell knows what your buyers are thinking and also, more importantly, how they want to feel. And then how you can give them what they want with your marketing. If you want to get your audience 80 to 90% sold before your buyers ever reach out to you, then you need to talk to Ray Cornell at Cornell Content Marketing. So you want to learn more? Learn more and book a call at CornellContentMarketing.com. Again, that is Cornell, C-O-R-N-E-L-L, ContentMarketing.com. Go, do it now. Okay, welcome back. Um, So we covered a lot of really interesting topics today. We went through the Twitter to X move threads. Is it going to unsurp the, the, the birdless X? We don't know. We'll have to watch and see. We talked about, is organic lead generation dead? Absolutely it's not, but advertising is definitely not either. So we need to consider both of those. Went through the um, BPM versus Stockholm syndrome. We talked about some fantastic reporting facts that are just really good to keep in, in, in your mind when you're running your reports, um, weekly, daily, monthly, whenever. And then we talked about in the silver bullet how social media campaigns do require an ad budget, Period. So make sure when you're creating things that you do have ad budget available so you can really boost things and get things going when you need to, when it really matters for the, um, for the success of your campaign, the success of your company, whatever you're looking to uh, really amplify. All right, folks, um, make sure to sign up for our companion newsletter. Uh, go to gosalesandmarketing.com and use the pop-up to gain access to the inner circle and get daily tips like the ones I shared on the show today. Most of the topics that we talked about were pulled directly from the Bulletproof Marketer news, uh, newsletter. Uh, so get it before you even listen to the show. We'll have a leg up. All right, folks, I got to go. I got to run. Be kind. Be authentic. Be Bulletproof. Until next time, folks, take care.